From Schwartz Media, I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. After riding high in the opinion polls for the last 12 months, Prime Minister Scott Morrison is now facing the consequences of a slow and messy vaccine rollout. To try and claw back public support, the Prime Minister is attempting to tap into the country's Olympic spirit, describing our vaccine challenge as a gold medal race. Today, columnist for the Saturday paper, Paul Bongiorno, on the intertwined fates of the vaccine rollout and the Prime Minister's popularity. It's Friday, August 6. Paul, when we spoke last week, uh, we kicked things off with a metaphor about the Olympics. And this week, the Deputy Prime Minister, Barnaby Joyce, used one of those while he was addressing his party room. So do you think he listens to the show, Paul? (laughs) Uh, Well, Ruby, I do know that uh, 7am is regularly listened to in the corridors of power, uh, but I can't confirm whether or not it's a habit of the uh, Nationals leader. But you're right, he did employ an Olympics metaphor this week in the first coalition joint party room meeting since Parliament's winter break. Pandemic lockdowns in New South Wales and Queensland meant the numbers were substantially depleted. Strict COVID protocols were being followed, everyone wearing masks and socially distanced by two square metres in the cavernous, almost empty Great Hall. And I have to tell you, the mood was grim given the hole the government has fallen into. Joyce took his inspiration from track star Peter Baldwin in his 800-metre semi-final heat in Tokyo. The DPM said the place you win a race from is at the end using tactics. Saruni comes to the outside. Bowles in second spot. Moves up alongside a rock. They're coming 12. Bowles there for the moment. 12 coming at him. Peter Bowles, 1968, the last time we've had a finalist of the 800. Hang on, Peter, he's going to. He's into the final. Yes. He has won the semi-final in 144.11. He explained the Australian athlete made his move 80 metres from the end and he said that's how the government would win the political race therein to the election. And the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, used a similar sporting analogy. He said good teams know how to win when they're behind. Keeping on with the football imagery, Morrison said, we are a good team and good teams know how to win when they're behind in the heavy weather on a hard and muddy track. That's how you know you're a good team. Okay, so really tapping into the Olympic spirit there. So how is the race or the game or whatever analogy it is that you want to use actually going, Paul? Well, having spent the first months of this year assuring Australians that the vaccine rollout wasn't a race, Morrison's now in the race of his political life. Gold, gold, gold. That's what has happened today. It's a something for all Australians to celebrate, and I know that really lifts spirits of Australians right across the country and particularly... He's desperately trying to make up for Australia's incredibly slow start in terms of vaccinations by talking about the gold medal run we're apparently all now in. What we want to do is make sure we hit these targets, set these targets right, and then all of Australia, like our Olympians, we go for gold on, on getting those vaccination rates where we need to go because the supply's there. On Monday, in an exclusive opinion piece for The Australian... 
Morrison said we now need 70% of our population aged over 16 vaccinated to start saying goodbye to lockdowns. And he ended that opinion piece by saying our Olympians in Tokyo have given us the perfect inspiration to get this done. Mm -hmm. Okay, so does this vaccination target, does it seem likely or even possible, Paul? Well, the government's vaccine distribution supremo, General John Fruin, is confident he can hit the 70% mark by the end of the year. Mathematically, we can get there. I think we'll have the supply, we'll have the distribution notes, but it really is about people in Australia coming forward, uh, you know, and coming forward with some urgency to get vaccinated. He says it's mathematically possible. Clearly it is if the belatedly ordered Pfizer vaccines actually begin arriving. Uh, when we wargamed the plan initially with the states and territories, we looked at major distributions to supply, uh, major setbacks to public confidence, uh, you know, major, uh, even say, Atagi shifts in guidance around vaccines. So this plan is inherently flexible. It just sets... And few, if any, in the government party room think even the miracle-performing Morrison can win the next election if the rollout hasn't hit 80% and life has returned to something approaching what used to be normal before Australians vote. And their apprehension was vindicated by the latest essential poll, which showed a dramatic slump in support for Morrison's handling of the pandemic. In March, the poll found his net approval, the positives over the negatives, was plus 58. Now it's just plus three. So the slow rollout is finally taking its political toll on Morrison and creating opportunity for the Labor opposition, which it seized at the start of the week. We'll be back in a moment. As a a 7am listener, you're already familiar with many of the journalists who work for The Saturday Paper. For a limited time, subscribe to Australia's leading independent news source, The Saturday Paper, and you'll receive The Saturday Paper's stainless steel coffee cup, made in collaboration with Fresco, for free. Subscribe from just $2.10 a week. Simply visit thesaturdaypaper.com.au forward slash offer. For Sloane Crosley, writing about the loss of a friend may not have provided catharsis, but it did allow for the possibility of a better ending. Like you have this amazing meal that's this friendship and then you have a really, 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 really bad dessert with shards of glass in it. And then like the book is like, you know, those little chunks of chocolate that come with the bill. I'm Michael Williams. Join me for this week's episode of Read This as I talk to Sloane Crosley about her latest Grief is for People. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Paul, tell me about what we heard from Labor this week, their suggested plan to increase vaccination rates. Well, Ruby, on the eve of Parliament resuming and armed with figures showing that vaccination uptake is dividing along socio-economic lines, Anthony Albanese proposed a cash incentive of $300 for everyone who's already received or is willing to receive a double dose by December 1. We need to use every means at our disposal to maximise the take-up of the vaccines. Uh, we know that... The issue is obviously of most concern in Sydney's west and southwest, the epicentre of the worsening Delta outbreak. 
These areas account for the lowest vaccination rates in New South Wales. The plan released by the Prime Minister last Friday has in it support for economic incentives or incentives in, in, uh, in phase B. Uh, so The idea has a lot of merit. Australia uses cash incentives to encourage all sorts of behaviour. And Morrison and Fruin are both on the record supporting the idea of lottery prizes or other benefits to get people vaccinated as soon as possible. OK, so what kind of response did Labor's plan get then, Paul? Thank you, Mr Speaker. My question is to the Prime Minister. Will the government roll up its sleeve in the race to vaccinate the nation and adopt Labor's proposal for a one-off $300 payment? Well, when uh, Albanese asked the Prime Minister in Parliament if he would adopt Labor's proposal, the Prime Minister said it was a bad idea. The Prime Minister has the call. Well, thank you, Mr Speaker. I, I will respond by making reference to Professor Peter Collingham, an infectious diseases expert, Mr Speaker, who has said this about the Leader of the Opposition's plan. This is a bad idea. This is a bad idea, Mr Speaker. He quoted infectious disease expert Dr Peter Collignon. But he didn't go on to quote Collignon's view that the main issue, quote, was not enough vaccine rather than hesitancy. The leader of the opposition's proposal is a vote of no confidence and an insult to Australians, suggesting they won't get vaccinated unless you dole out the cash, Mr Speaker. That is an insult. The Prime Minister bellowed that Albanese's proposal was an insult to Australians. But, you know, when he was Social Security Minister, Morrison himself legislated a no-jab, no-pay policy, withholding family benefit payments to parents who didn't vaccinate their children. And, and at the time, he said it was... In, in his second reading speech, he said it was because of uh, the need to increase the immunisation rates... Uh, amongst children. So it's extraordinary uh, that this government, that this government have though just rejected uh, what is a constructive idea. Now somehow Morrison tried to claim this was not an incentive to influence people's behaviour. Work that out. He railed against Labor's tax splashes of their last untargeted, ill-disciplined fiscal recklessness in the GFC and said the Labor Party had learned absolutely nothing. Right, OK. So Scott Morrison is opposing this suggestion to pay people $300 to get the vaccine, and that's despite his government using similar economic incentives for vaccinations in the past. So is the problem then how expensive this plan would be? Because I imagine paying everyone in the country $300 each would end up costing quite a lot. Well, the total cost of the plan is $6 billion. Well, if 100% uh, got uh, the jab, uh, it would be $6 billion. Uh, for 80%, the figure that the government's aiming at, uh, the figure would be around about $5 billion. But that compares, Lisa, with the cost of these lockdowns. It's up to... But Labor says not only is it a good incentive to get vaccinated, but it's also a stimulus for the economy that will flow through to businesses badly hit by the recurring and lengthy lockdowns. So providing uh, this reward, this $300 payment, would help to support jobs and economic activity when it's really needed in the lead-up to Christmas. 
Sydney siders especially know the pandemic and its economic havoc are far from over, and I'm sure Melburnians and Brisbaneites would be in furious agreement on that. Mm. So do you think that the government will ever adopt the plan or some version of it, Paul? Because it seems like we should really be considering everything in order to get vaccination rates as high as possible. Well, Morrison's response was pretty blunt. His performance, I have to say, on the first sitting day was ragged and nasty. Clearly, Albanese's focus on the government's Achilles heel of the inadequate vaccine purchase and distribution rankled. The Prime Minister accused the Labor leader of thought bubbles without thought. But other Liberals were more cautious in their response. Finance Minister Simon Birmingham went on Sky News and criticised the Albanese cash incentive for not being needed now, but under questioning he conceded if the rollout stalls later, something like it might be needed. And some on the Liberal backbench suspect Albanese's cash splash was under active consideration by the government anyway, and the Labor leader was being cheekily preemptive. Albanese says Morrison's record in the pandemic is to act consistently too late and with responses, especially this year, that are too little. The Labor leader says he wouldn't be surprised if Morrison picks it up in a month's time and claims it as his own. What is certain, Ruby, is if the rollout doesn't recover on the new timeline, no one will be surprised at what a desperate Morrison would do to save his bacon. Paul, thank you so much for your time. It's a pleasure racing to the finish line of every week with you. (laughs) Thank you, Ruby. Bye. With award-winning news coverage and reviews, The Saturday Paper is essential reading for everybody. For a limited time, subscribe to a year of our quality, independent journalism and you'll receive The Saturday Paper's stainless steel coffee cup made in collaboration with Fresco for free. Subscribe from just $2.10 a week. Simply visit thesaturdaypaper.com.au forward slash offer. The Saturday Paper. No hot takes. Also in the news today, Victoria has gone into its sixth lockdown. The seven-day strict lockdown was announced after the state recorded eight new local coronavirus cases, many of which were unlinked. In New South Wales, another five people have died due to COVID-19, as the state recorded 262 new local cases of the virus on Thursday. It's the highest number of local cases ever reported in New South Wales in a 24-hour period. And Hillsong founder and pastor Brian Houston has been charged for allegedly concealing child sexual abuse committed by his late father, Frank Houston. New South Wales police have alleged that Houston knew information relating to the sexual abuse of a young male in the 1970s and failed to bring that information to the attention of police. 7am is a daily show from The Monthly and The Saturday Paper. It's produced by Elle Marsh, Michelle Macklem, Cara Jensen-McKinnon and Anu Hasbold. Our senior producer is Ruby Schwartz and our technical producer is Atticus Basto. Brian Compo mixes the show. Our editor is Osman Faruqi. Eric Jensen is our editor-in-chief. Our theme music is by Ned Beckley and Josh Hogan of Envelope Audio. I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. Have a great weekend, everyone. <laughs>